Amen. Hebrews chapter 12, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to read verses 1 through 3 from Hebrews, the 12th chapter. We'll see what the Lord has in store for us this morning. Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, everybody say looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who is for the, who for the, for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endureth such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. This is no time to get weary. This is no time to faint in your mind. We've got to keep looking unto Jesus. Amen. Look at your neighbor and tell him, let's look to Jesus. Amen. God, help us this morning to preach what you've laid upon our heart. I pray this morning for every mind to receive the word of the Lord today. I pray, God, that you would... Speak into every life, every heart, every mind of the hearers today. In Jesus' name, let everybody say amen. Much about where you are going has to do with where you are looking. It's a little difficult if you're not looking where you're going. You'll walk into walls, walk into doors. Well, even this morning, my door was open. Brother Danny Lytle come walking into my office. He had his iPad in hand. He's looking at his iPad walking, and he walked smack into the end of a 36-inch door. He was trying to walk by memory instead of looking where he's going. Much about where you are looking has to do with where you're going to end up. Way too many people spend way too much of their life looking back, muttering in regrets, talking about all that they wish that they would have done different, what I should have done and where I should have lived and the person I should have married. The education I wish I would have gotten. The job I wish I would have taken. The investment that I should have made. And the old adage is somewhat true. Hindsight is 2020. If we could live life over again, knowing the things that we know, we would all be wealthy. And seemingly in a whole lot better shape. But if we're not careful, we get caught up with this mentality of always looking back, reflecting on the past. Now, you know I work with a lot of churches, travel around the country, and help a lot of churches uh, that are getting ready to move into building projects, and I help them with stewardship. And one of the things that I find, particularly with churches that have been around for a while, that have, that, that have existed for a while, uh, in some of the planning processes... They are all really, really good 
at talking about the past. They're all good at talking about the past. But when I ask them the hard questions of what does the future look like, they all look at me with this blank stare. Even sometimes I'll ask some of the pastors and key leaders, what does the future look like in the church? And they all look at one another, and ultimately they all just kind of look at the pastor. Because they haven't a clue what the future looks, looks like. They spend a lot of time reflecting, but not a lot of time looking ahead. Now, a lot of people spend a lot of time looking back, but people never look back and say, I sure wish I wouldn't have given so much. I sure wish I wouldn't have loved so much. I wish I wouldn't have been more, I wish I wouldn't have been so faithful. Instead, what I normally hear, uh, particularly when I'm visiting with people that are on their deathbed, I'll hear them say, I wish I would have done more for the Lord. I wish I would have loved more. I wish I would have been more faithful. I wish I would have spent more time with my family. Most of the time, people who look back are looking back with regrets. We have good memories along the way, but we look back with regret instead of looking forward with faith. Much of what you get out of life has to do with what you look for in life. If you want to find the joy in serving the Lord, you need to look for the joy in serving the Lord. If you look for what's bad, you'll find it. If you look for people in the church that aren't living right, you'll find it. Oh, I'm not supposed to go there on Sunday, am I? If you look for inconsistencies, you'll find them. But if you look for hope, you'll find it. If you look for peace, you'll find it. If you look for joy, you'll find it. If you look for the blessings of the Lord, you will find them. And for those of you who are struggling with some of the things moving forward in your life because of things in your past, I want to challenge you today. Stop looking behind you. The reason people struggle with their past is because they spend all of their time while they're walking forward, looking over their shoulder, thinking about the past. Can we let the past go this morning? Can we be more obedient to the Word of God and begin to look forward by faith, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher? That means he, he held the past when you were there and he still holds the future. I've talked to some people who, it's kind of comical and I usually make jokes about it. I talk to people and they just start talking about what they gave up to serve the Lord. All the things they had to give up to serve the Lord. You know, they were just about to turn pro. But they gave it all up to serve Jesus. I mean, we found out things about people the other night at the dinner. Wasn't that a great dinner? Friday night. Like 75 people or so showed up. But I learned some things about people I had no idea. You need to ask Sister Farah what her previous occupation was. 
I mean, the things that people gave up. But the truth is, is I don't want to get caught up claiming to live for God, yet truly my words and my actions are speaking of all the things that I gave up in my past. I don't know about you, but I think I probably gave up a few headaches on Sunday morning. I, 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 I could, have, could have woke up this morning with a headache from a hangover from last night. I could have, could have woke up this morning not knowing where my kids are. I could have woke up this morning wondering if my wife was going to come home. I'm going to tell you, I haven't given up anything to serve the Lord. The things I gave up, the things of this world, they don't... What the Lord offers us, when we begin to look unto Jesus, He's offering us hope. He's offering us a future. He has a plan for us. He says in His Word, I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. What God has for your future is greater than anything in your past. If you walked away from something because you felt like you were doing it for the Lord, don't ever look back with regret. Keep looking unto Jesus. Keep looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. But now while I'm talking about looking back, I guess I should also mention that maybe not all of our looking back is bad because I do believe that there's a time that we should look back. It's good, it's good for some of us to remember where we used to be. Do you remember where the Lord brought you from? Do you remember the pit from which you were digged? Do you remember where you were when God saved you and brought you out? Oh. Or maybe some of us ought to reflect on where we would be if He hadn't have brought us out. If He hadn't have turned our lives around. What kind of a mess would we have gotten ourselves into? David spoke of the pit from which he was digged. I came this morning to remind you that this is no time to get our focus on the past. On where we could have been. Looking back with regret. There's a story found in Genesis chapter 19 that talks to folks, uh, talks about folks who look back with regret. We know her as Lot's wife. I could preach an entire message from Genesis chapter 19 regarding Lot's wife because she she was ordered out of her land, out of her city, out of her territory. And as she walked back, she had such an attachment to the things that were behind her. She was constantly looking back. And because she looked back, the judgment of the Lord came upon her and she was turned into a pillar of salt. Now this is a tragic story of one who looks back, but I want to remind the church this morning that God always intended for us to keep looking forward by faith. His intention is not for us to be moving forward, yet looking back. I remember hearing a story 
about a, a little, little boy in, in his school class. He kept standing up in class, and the teacher kept telling him to sit down. And he would sit down, and a few minutes the teacher would get busy with something, and she would find little Johnny standing again, and she would say, sit down. And he would sit down over and again. This tug of war continued until finally she went over to where he was, and she scolded him real hard, and she said, sit down. And he sat down, and she just sat there, and she said, I'm going to stare at you and watch you and make sure that you don't you don't get up out of your seat and so he sat down and she just stood there and stood there and stood there staring finally she she was ready to walk on and do whatever she needed to do and as she's staring down at little Johnny she said young man have you learned your lesson he said yes she said what lesson did you learn he said I may be sitting down but really in my heart I'm standing up There's a lot of people who start serving the Lord. They look unto Him. They look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of their faith. But then, after walking with Him for a while, they start saying, hmm, I wonder what they're doing back there. I wonder what's going on back in the old life. I wonder how things are. Let me tell you this morning, you have got to make up your mind. New convert, let me preach to you for a moment. You've got to quit looking back. You have to cut ties with the past. Let it go. Let them go wherever. Let them do whatever. You have to cut ties with the past. Saint of God that's been looking back. You've been serving the Lord for a while. But you look back sometimes and wonder. What would it have been like if I would have made another decision? And you look back and the scripture here in our text is teaching us. That that kind of looking back will cause us to become weary. We blame it on everybody around us. We blame it on the church. We blame it on the pastor. We blame it on our friends. We blame it on the lack of programs. We blame it on our job. We blame it wherever. But it's because we're looking back. We are weary because we're looking back. There is hope in looking to Jesus. The angel of the Lord told Lot, don't look back. And then he used this word. He said, lest ye be consumed. Everybody say the word consumed. Unless ye be consumed in the iniquity of the city. If we're not careful, our looking back will consume us. It'll consume your thoughts. It'll consume your ways. It'll consume your time. It'll consume your energy. You spend all of your energy looking back. You're trying to follow Jesus, but you're looking back. You will end up going the direction that you are looking if you're not careful, child of God, it's not too late for you. You may say, I realize, Pastor, I've been looking back. Stop looking back. Start looking ahead. Start looking to Jesus. Looking back denotes indecision. Mm. Indecision is a type of confusion. 
Indecision is confusion within the heart and the mind. Others may not notice it, may not recognize it, because indecision is an internal thing. And so we're not sure if we made the right decision. Looking back denotes indecision. I, I think I could just break out right about now on, on the old song. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. I don't know about you, but I made up my mind a long time ago. Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Anybody in here today made up their mind? I'm not looking back with indecision. I may reflect on where I've been and where the Lord brought me from, but that's just a temporary moment for me to turn around and give God praise because I made up my mind a long time ago. There's no indecision in my looking back. I was reflecting for a moment of the pit from which I was digged, but this morning I stand with a testimony of God's grace, of God's mercy. I'm not going to fuel the old fires of the past by looking back in indecision. But this morning I want to come and I want to worship Him with all of my heart. I want to give Him everything I've got and declare. I got started with the Lord a long time ago and I won't turn back. It's not always easy walking away from old lifestyles. It's not easy to walk away from old friendships, relationships, and acquaintances. But there's a time that you have to make up in your mind. Can I tell you something? I've mentioned this just a few days ago. But the Lord will never call you out from something or from somebody that He won't replace that somebody with the right somebody. He won't call you out without replacing what he's called you out from with something new in your life. He didn't come to take life from you. He came to give you life and more abundant life. Obviously, there were some things in the city that Lot's wife couldn't walk away from. She loved. She was connected to. There are attachments Friends, house, family, belongings, things. These things are not easily walked away from. But our text tells us where we should be looking. Stop looking behind. Child of God, we've got to start looking to Jesus. When trouble arises in our life, we've got to look to Jesus. Problems come, I don't need to jump on Facebook and share it with the world. I need to take it to Jesus. We've replaced prayer with, with Facebook. We take our troubles to social media instead of taking it to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Come on, child of God. Stop looking back with regret. Take it to God in prayer. Get up and focus on your future. Start thinking about where God is wanting to take you to. Make up your mind. Oh, I've decided to follow Jesus. Can I tell you a few reasons why 
that we got to look to Jesus? Because He offers a future full of hope. The world doesn't offer that. The, the world offers the pleasures of sin for a season. But Jesus offers a future full of hope. We have a hope, ladies and gentlemen, that is greater than anything this world has to offer. Paul spoke about that hope and he said, if my hope was only in this world, in this life, I would be of all men most miserable. But our hope, ladies and gentlemen, is not of this world. But our hope is an eternal hope. Our hope is not of this world. He Not only do we have hope, but the Lord offers deliverance from every attachment of our past. There are no more entanglements that have to hold us captive. When the Lord saved us, when He brought you out, we now, the, the Scripture says it like this, that we are no more debtors to the flesh. To mind the things of the flesh. Can I tell you what that's talking about? We are no longer obligated. We are no longer in debt. See, when you go in debt, you have an obligation. But when we are no longer in debt, when we no longer are under the obligation because He paid the price, see. So He paid the price. He brought us out. We now are new creatures. We no longer have an attachment to the old life. So now He's brought us out, bought us with a price, paid the price. Here we are. No longer do we have an, an indebtedness to mind the things of the flesh. But every time the lure of the world begins to pull at me, I can declare, I'm under no obligation to you. I'm under no obligation to my past. Because what He forgives, we may remember it, but when He looks at us, He sees us through a veil of the blood. He now no longer looks at us as fallen. He looks at us as forgiven. He no longer looks at us through, through, through eyes of the flesh, but He looks at us through eyes of the cross that says, I've redeemed them. I've brought them out. I'm not holding them accountable for their past. Their future is what I'm looking for. Their future is what I'm blessing them with. He offers deliverance from our past. He redeems us. He buys us. He brings us out. He offers grace and forgiveness. Why do I look to Jesus? Because the world doesn't know, the world doesn't know what real love is all about. The world doesn't know what real relationship is all about. It, the world is caught up in attraction. We travel to attractions. A lot of folks travel, they, they travel to attractions. A lot of folks dress for attraction. Ooh. Is this too strong for you? He come to offer love. He offers, he offers more than just attraction, more than just to fulfill the desire of the moment. 
I look to Jesus because I know that my future is safe. He offers peace that passes all understanding. Mm. I got to tell you this morning. I'm closing and I'm closing quickly. But I got to tell you this morning that when I consider Him that endured such contradiction of sinners against Himself, when I consider Him, when I look ahead and consider the price He paid and consider what He went through, when I consider the debt that He paid for me, it changes my perception of what my future looks like. If I get caught up looking in the past, if I get caught up looking behind with regret, verse 3 said we will become weary and we will faint in our mind. But when we look unto Jesus, I realize that He is the author. And He is the finisher. That means that He had the concept. The author has the concept in the beginning. He writes every chapter of your life. And He has the close at the end. Now unto Him who is able to keep you. (laughs) I want to tell you today that God is able to get a grip on you. And you get a grip on Him. And He will keep you through the trying times of life. He'll keep you through the troubled times of life. That's why I want to keep my eyes on Him. When Peter stepped out of the boat by faith, we can rejoice Peter walked on water. Jesus walked on water. He calms the storms. And we can can shout on Sunday night about all of these things. But can we pause for a moment to realize that the reason that Peter started sinking after getting out of the boat is the scripture said that he saw the waves and the wind. You can't even see the wind. What Peter saw was he, he saw whatever he was looking for. He saw the storm because he took his eyes off of Jesus. When he cried out to Jesus, the scripture didn't say Jesus came walking on the water running to where he was. The scripture said he stretched out his hand, meaning he was right there by him all along. He hadn't hadn't walked away from him. Peter had stopped looking at him. Peter had stopped looking unto Jesus. The problem today is not that the Lord has walked away from you or maybe it's not even that you've walked away from the Lord. But the problem today may be that you've taken your eyes off of Him and now you're focusing on other things instead of focusing on Him. I call you this morning and give you another opportunity to get your eyes back on Jesus. 
Why don't you stand to your feet with me this morning? I don't know about you, but I came this morning. I want to walk out of here today with my eyes fully focused on Him. I want to walk out this morning looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. I don't want to be weary in my mind. I don't want to faint in my walk with Him. I want to keep my eyes on Him. Anybody in His house today that want to keep your eyes on Him, throw both hands in the air right now. Would you begin to commit it unto the Lord right now? God, I want to look unto You. I want to keep my eyes on you. I want to walk with patience. I want to run this race with patience. I want to keep my eyes on you, Lord. Come on, lift up your voice in prayer to the Lord right now. Lift up your voice in prayer unto the Lord right now. Call on the Lord. Call on the Lord. Come on, look to Jesus this morning. Look to Jesus this morning. morning would you like to step out from where you are and just signify this morning I'm keeping my focus on the Lord I'm not looking to the left or to the right I'm not going to get caught up looking behind me and looking to the past but I'm looking unto Jesus he's the author and finisher I'll not become weary in well-doing I'm not going to faint in my mind not going to become weary but I'm looking unto Jesus Turning back, no, no. I'm going all the way. No turning back. I'm going all. 